A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm Auntie Cecily. We're so glad you decided to join us for our worship. Auntie Cecily, we have some children to say hello to who join our worship time very regularly. Yes, I'd like to say a big hello to Bramilda and Walter from South Africa. Hello. Hello. Wow, thanks Bramilda and Walter for sending us that amazing picture. We definitely don't have giraffes in our country, except in a zoo, but we do have bunnies and we can't forget to say hello to Teddy. It's so good to have you back on the couch with us, Teddy. You're such a good boy. Aunty Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us to open our worship time? Yes, I'd love to. Father in heaven, thank you so much for another Sabbath day. Thank you for keeping us safe through the week. And please bless all the children who are joining us in worship today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Aunty Cecily, you have some amazing things to share with us over the coming months. Something about keys that will help us get ready for the second coming of Jesus. Yes, I'm so excited about all the wonderful things we have to share. Do you like getting gifts? Yes. yes. Now, if I was to give you this gift and offer it to you, but you refuse to accept it, would the gift become yours? No. So you'd have to accept this gift in order for this gift to become yours. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So Jesus offers us some gifts to help us to get to heaven, but we have to accept them and use them. Mia, can you open our gift box and tell us what's inside? A key. Ah, and what does a key do? Unlock a door. Yes, that's right. Now there's a label on the key. What does that label tell us what the key's for? Accept God's love. Yes, so accepting God's love is like a key that opens the door to heaven. We've learned a lot about the love of God during our worship times together. Now, can you turn the key tag over and tell us what the text is? John 3.16. Thanks, Mia. Matthew, could you please read John 3.16 for us from the Bible? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thanks, Matthew. What a beautiful promise. God loved us so much that he sent the most wonderful gift in the life and sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf so that we can have eternal life. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He couldn't have given us any greater gift, but we have to accept that gift of eternal life. The gift of eternal life is free. We can't earn it, but there are some things that God needs us to do to prepare for his return. These keys that we're going to talk about over the coming weeks will help us to unlock the treasures of heaven to help us get ready for Jesus' mm. return. They are our keys to the kingdom. Now, Each week we'll hang our keys on the wall over there by the door as a reminder. You know, everything God asks us to do, he promises us the power to do it. 
He only asks us to do things that are good for us. Later in our Bible study, we're going to learn more about King David who accepted God's love and offer of salvation and how God blessed his life and looked after him. So as we spend time with the King this Sabbath, let's ask God to give us willing hearts to accept his great gift of love. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Arnie Cecily, for sharing that with us. I'm already looking forward to finding out what next, what next week's key is. I think it might be time to praise God in song. And we have Braden here with us. Thanks so much, Braden, for coming and sharing your music ability with us. Thanks, Arnie Nat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing We Will Gather to Meet with the King. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, a special day of the week comes round. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, we will gather to meet with the King. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, when all of our work and our play is done. On Friday Eve, when the sun Raiden, can we please sing The King Has a Treasure House? We certainly can. The King has a treasure house of promises, gifts from heaven above. Please sing Jesus Loves Me. I love that song. Let's sing it together. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Thanks, Braden. It's so good to praise God in song. Guess what? 
Dr. John's back with some more wonderful stories. Let's go and join him in his study. Hello boys and girls, it's wonderful to be back with you and a special welcome to the boys and girls of Ireland way across the ocean because this story started in your country. Three people, Bruce, Isidore and Ida. Bruce was rich. He was mega rich, more money than you and I would ever dream about. In fact, he was so rich, he owned a company called the White Star Shipping Line. And he decided that he would build the biggest, the fastest, the safest, the most fantastic boat that had ever been built. And it gradually took shape and they called it because they wanted a big name, Titanic. And when the Titanic was ready to sail, they all got on board. The richest people in the world were on first class. And then there was second class. And then there was third class where a lot of poor people were. And you know, when they built that boat, they said, it will never sink. In fact, the newspapers reported, no God can ever sink this boat. And they were so confident they built the boat with not enough lifeboats for all the passengers. And so away it sailed. And I'm sure many of you know the story. In the middle of the night, it hit an iceberg. And it wasn't long before they realized that the Titanic that beautiful brand new boat, as first trip, it started to go nose down in the water and they realized it was going to sink. Now, Isidore, his name was Isidore Strauss. He was very rich, but he was very much in love with his wife and they had been married for many, many years. And her name was Ida. And they were standing on the boat deck and the rule always was women and children first and then the men. And they were putting all the women, all the children on the boat. And Mr. Strauss, Isidore Strauss, he was not getting on the boat because he knew the rules. And they said to his wife, step in. And then he said, Mr. Strauss, we'll find room for you. He said, I'm not going on the lifeboat while there are women and children. And Mrs. Strauss stepped out of the boat, out of the lifeboat, and she went back to her husband's side. And she said something that everybody in the lifeboat heard and remembered for a long time afterwards. You know what she said? My darling, we have been married for many, many years. And I'm not going to leave you now. She was actually pronouncing her death sentence. And they stayed and the last people saw of them that they were standing on the deck as the boat started to sink with their arms around each other. Bruce, he, the owner of the boat, you know what he did? he jumped onto a lifeboat. And for the rest of his life, he was called Brute Ismay. You know, he had many treasures 
And I have got one of these treasures here today. This is a clock. And let me tell you, it is worth thousands and thousands of dollars. And somebody has lent it to me today. And if you look on the back, written on the gold, it says Bruce Ismay. His treasures were very, very important to him. And he was so desperate that he would live with his treasures. He broke all the rules and he was hated for the rest of his life. You know, God made the first lifeboat with Noah. God designed it, Noah built it. And only eight people were saved from the world. And he has given us a lifeboat because he sent his son down to be the one who should die in order for us to be saved. 1,500 people died in the Titanic. Most of them died in the freezing water. It was a terrible event. But God gave his son, and he is the lifeboat of heaven. He died for us. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. Are you? I know you are. Thank you. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bible, go get it now so you can follow along with us. Caleb, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Be with the children who are joining us at home to understand what we are reading today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Caleb. Bethany, can you remember where we left off last time that we met? Um, it was when David became king. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Well, today we're going to continue our study about what happened during David's leadership as king of Israel. And you're going to start us off, Erin. Can you start off in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8 to 9 and 11? But Abner the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, took Ishbosheth the son of Saul and brought him over to Mahanaim. And he made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, and over all Israel. And the time that David was king in Hebron was over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Mm, good reading. Thank you, Aaron. So the Bible is telling us that David was king of Judah down here at Hebron. And Cecily can just quickly point at that for us. But the rest of Israel was under the reign of King Ishbosheth, which is up there at Mahanaim. Now, Abner, who used to be the commander over King Saul's army, knew that David was anointed to be the next king. But Abner had a grudge against David and he made Saul's son Ishbosheth king for his own personal advancement and power. This resulted in a long standing war against King David and his commander Joab and King Ishbosheth and his commander Abner. Now, Caleb. I'm going to get you to read 2 Samuel 3, 2 to 5, and we're going to find out what's happening in David's life during this time. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam, the Jezreelites. His second, Chiliah by Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. Mm. The third, Absalom, the son of Maka, the daughter of Talmai, king of Jeshua. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Shepathiah, the son of Abital, and the sixth Ithram by David's wife Eglah. These were born to David's in Hebron. Wow, thanks, Caleb. There's a lot of tricky names in there. Well done. So the Bible is telling us that David had six wives 
and six sons. And if we were to continue to read, the Bible tells us that David also got his first wife, Michal, back, which brought David's wives to seven. Are you supposed to have that many wives? No. No. And we're going to study about the result of that in a later study. So as a result of the infighting between the two army commanders, King Ishbosheth was murdered by his own men and David was anointed king over all of Israel. And the Bible tells us that David and his men conquered Jabus, which is 32 kilometers north of Hebron and renamed it Jerusalem. Can you just show that to us, Annie Cecily? Yeah. Okay, Bethany, you're going to continue our reading in 2 Samuel 5. 10 to 11. So David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. Then Hiram king of Tyre sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. Mm. So David, through God blessing him, became great throughout the land of Israel to the point that another king from another land wanted to help build his palace. Now, We're going over to a new book in the Bible, and that's in 1 Chronicles. And for the boys and girls at home, 1 Chronicles has the same stories as 2 Samuel. So we're going to flip back and forth. So make sure you keep your bookmark in 2 Samuel. David consulted with the leaders and gathers all the priests and Levites and the people of Israel in preparation to speak to them. Let's see what he says. Sophie? Are you able to read for me 1 Chronicles 13, 3 to 4? And let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we have not inquired at it since the day of Saul. Then all the assembly said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. Thanks, Sophie. So David wanted to bring the ark of the covenant to Jerusalem. Let's see where they go to get it. Matthew, can you read 1 Chronicles 13, 6? And David and all Israel went up to Baal, to Kirjath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, the Lord, who dwells between the cherubim, where his name is proclaimed. Thanks, Matthew. Do you remember that we previously studied that the ark was stolen and returned to the Israelites? It was taken to a place called Kirjath-Jerim. Well, that is where David is now retrieving it from. So the ark has been there a very long time. Can you show that to us, Aunty Cecily? Thank you. Kirjath Jerim is about 14 kilometres from Jerusalem. Okay, Mia, can you read First Chronicles 13, 7 to 8, please? So they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart. Then David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with strings on harps, in string and on string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. Okay, Aunty Cecily, can you read verse nine to ten? And when they came to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. Mm. So Uzzah died for touching the ark. 
David was so shocked and overwhelmed at the event of Uzzah dying that David got so scared he left the ark at the home of Obed-Edim. Can you point that out? That's approximately where it was. Thank you. During the next three months, verse 14 tells us that the family of Obed-Edim was blessed by having the ark with them. Also during this time, David realized he had moved the ark the wrong way. Let's read about it. Erin, can you please read 1 Chronicles 15, 4, and then 12 to 13. Then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. He said to them, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. Because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. Mm. So the ark was to be moved by the Levites as God had stipulated in the book of Numbers. And they were to sanctify themselves beforehand, meaning they were to seek forgiveness from God as the ark of the covenant was holy. That's why Uzzah died, because he touched the holy ark when he had his sins when he had sins, he had not confessed to God. Let's see what else the Levites had to do. Caleb, can you read First Chronicles 15, 15? And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles, as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. Thanks, Caleb. So the Levites were not to touch the ark, even when wrapped. It was to be carried with the poles. You can see the poles there underneath the wrappings and that, which were threaded through the sides of the ark and they had to be carried on their shoulders. Okay, we are now going back to the book of 2 Samuel. So go back to your bookmark. And Bethany, I want you to read for me, please. 2 Samuel 6, 13 to 15. And so it was. When those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark to the Lord with, sh with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. It's interesting that David is wearing a linen ephod. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on those verses that we've just read. Sophie, can you read that for us? The king had laid aside his royal robes and attired himself in a plain linen ephod, such as worn by the priests. In this holy service, he would take this his place as before God, on an equality with his subjects. Upon that day, Jehovah was to be adored. He was to be the sole object of reverence. Mm, thanks, Sophie. David was showing his humbleness before the people as he wanted them to know that the event of bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem was all about God. He laid his kingly robes and crown aside and dressed simply and humbly before the people. Let's go now back to First Chronicles to our memory verse. We've got it marked there, boys and girls. Can you do that? And we're going to read a psalm or a song that David sang in thanksgiving to God after the ark was placed in the tent that he had prepared for it in Jerusalem. So this is a praise memory verse. 
Boys and girls, this is found in First Chronicles 16, 8 to 10. Let's read it together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. It's so good to praise God. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth than what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Boys and girls, we love to hear from you, so make sure you drop us an email to say hello. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath we are going to study about what you do when you make a big mistake. Mm. We have a very interesting story to read about that. So make sure you come back next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over the memory verse that we learnt yes. in our Bible study today? Yes, children, are you ready to do that? Let's say it all together. First, First Chronicles 16, 8-10 give thanks to the Lord Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Well, children, we've come to the end of another worship time with the King. Matthew, what did you learn about the King today? That God wants us to accept his free gift of love. Yes, he certainly does. Auntie Nat, do you think we're ready to sing our goodbye song to the boys and girls at home? Yes, let's do that. Children, can you turn around and let's sing to the children at home? about Jesus because he loves children. My favourite Bible story is David because how he trusted and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. 
My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.